No. Yes. Man, it works every time. Hey guys, today is January 16th, 2020, and for this Three and Out Thursday podcast, I'm joined by Sean, who is going to uh, be reviewing three players that we should be um, not necessarily getting excited about, but definitely reviewing their previous stats and try to put a value on them going into the, the 2020 season. So we are going to talk about Odell Beckham, uh, Daniel Jones, and Debo Samuel. And then I'll wrap up the show by asking Sean who he has on his baby monitor. Is that a baby monitor? This call will be recorded and monitored. I have a collect call from an inmate at... Oh, we, 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 just, we just lost him. Let me call him back. Hey, Sean, can you hear me? I can hear you loud and clear, Cap. Can you hear Can you hear my voice? I can hear you just fine. Sorry if I freaked you out with the uh, collect call from the prison. I thought that would be an appropriate way to, to uh, introduce you to the show. <laughs> it, it traumatized me. It brought me back. I have, I have PTSD from being in there. Okay. Well, we, 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 we won't back. go there then. <laughs> oh, I'm free to talk about it. It's fun for the kids. All right. Yeah. Well, uh, speaking of kids... Two of mine are down. My wife's downstairs with the third one. So, do you, do you guys got yours down? I think you've. Do you have one son, or how oh, many kids do you have? Yeah, I have a, a two and a half, going on three soon year old. Okay. And he's a monster. Yeah, my. He's, uh, he's, he's, oh yeah, go ahead. He's upstairs with mom right now. Okay. Well, cool. Well, I won't. I won't keep you on too long, but. And we've been playing fantasy for a little over a year together. It's it's been a lot of fun. We've had a lot of action in the league, so I'm excited to get you on air and get some of your takes on some of the players you've been moving around. Um, I never stop moving. Yeah. Well, uh, so on tonight's three and out Thursday episode, um, we're going to talk about Odell Beckham, Danny Dimes, and Debo Samuel. So let's uh. Let, let's let's get the bad one out of the way. Let's let's talk about Odell because in in one of my other dynasty leagues, I actually traded for Odell. I traded Debo and two first round picks for this twenty twenty extremely handsome looking class. So how how much did I get burned on that trade? Well, it depends on what what they turned out to be. What what picks did they turn out to be? Uh, I believe it was actually the uh, 106 and 107. Eh, I mean, that's right. 106, I keep looking at this class now. I finally, over the last couple of weeks, I'm looking at the class, trying to see what pick um, I'm willing to give up. And like right now, there's about six guys I love. You always have to worry about landing spots, but it's a very deep class. But there's like a really nice elite tier of like four running backs and the two top receivers for me. So Yep. It's, uh, it could have been worse, but yeah, I'd like to have that one back, especially with Debo. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I thought Debo would be one of those guys that kind of explodes every other week, but he's he's turned out to be pretty good. But we'll we'll save the Debo talk for later. Um, yeah, I'm excited to talk about Debo. But so uh, I gave him to you for free. 
Well, who uh, who did I trade you for Debo? Oh, don't even Duke Johnson. <laughs> Duke Johnson. Yeah. Well, straight up trade for Duke Johnson. You won that one. Yeah, I I uh, I held him until he was at his highest. He had the new Houston Texans hype, and yeah, I I mean, who 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 knows? He could have turned into I don't know. He could have produced maybe like a Josh Jacobs or something if he had gotten the opportunity. But I think we're always going to wonder what if with Duke Johnson because he, he's never going to get that workload. I know. I was just betting. That was the thing. I'm like, there's a 25% chance in my book that he gets that workload. Like, they, they actually give him one. And I'm like, I'm willing to bet that there's a chance he gets it. He just never got it. I don't know what it is. I think the guy's capable. I don't know. He did it in college, too. That was one of the reasons I wanted him. He, he wasn't a workhorse in college. So it's not like he hasn't done it. Yeah. So, it was a good trade. I had plenty of receivers, but at the same time, um, it was a, a good trade where you definitely now you look back at it. And it's like, man, I'd love to have Debo. Yeah, and I think that's one of the trades that took the longest. I think you and I kept both going back and forth, and then I'd, I'd say I was ready to accept, and you got cold feet, and then you sent it over, and I needed a day to think. But, yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll see. Yeah, he, he's looking good. But So you recently did a trade where you traded Odell and a couple of other pieces for – Yeah. Yeah. I did the same thing you did. It was midseason – and I was a, a losing team. Like, I was going nowhere. I had five draft picks. And I'm like, you know what? OB, I could probably get OBJ cheap right now. And it turns out I ended up paying full, almost full price, pretty much, giving up two, two firsts and an early second. Um, it turned out to be the 105s and 108 and the 201. So I'd like to have those picks back. Yeah. But um, that, 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 what it really hurt was when I found out like, I'm just like, you know what, they're struggling. Like, it, it happens with anybody. No matter how good you are, you take time to get chemistry. And uh, what, I, what really hurt was when I found out he was injured again. Like, that, the fact that he was injured bothered me the most because it's like, oh, man. The playing through injury sucks. It's like one of the worst things. Look what Amari Cooper did this year. He just kills you at the end of the year. Um, when they're playing injured, it's just as bad as they're not playing. It's not worse. And he's always been seen to just get injured the last three years. And it's like, oh, man, what did I do to myself? I'm stuck with this guy now. Um, he made one great catch, and now we're all in love with him. Yep, exactly. Well, and when when they're hurt like that, too, it's hard because they'll still go off for one or maybe two games, and you don't want to miss out on that. So you got to plug them into your starting lineup. But then you know more often than not you're going to be getting less than five or six points from them. But – yeah, I mean, with Odell, he averaged, I think, the highest points per game in PPR leagues the last, like, three years. So I, I don't think it's a total loss. But, yeah, hopefully they get something together. Uh, they, they're making some coaching changes. So I think I think it can only go up for Odell. Obviously, this was his worst season. So hopefully he gets that offseason surgery and comes back to who he used to be. And then, and then I'm going to try to sell him high. <laughs> Yeah, no, I think it's really hard to sell him right now. It's interesting because I just did. Um, but I, I, I'm i going to buy it. I'm going to look to buy Odell another league. I'm not totally off the train by any means. I just, the talent is obvious and real. Um, and it still could, and you have to get the value if you want to trade. I wanted to trade because I wanted to get out if I could. And I feel like I got fair value going to that, but I could stick on uh, Odell for a minute. I'll sell either trade I got for him if you didn't see it. Um, but it's such an, he's one of the most interesting off seasons of any player right now, because again, the ceiling, we fall in love with ceiling. 
And uh, the bottom line for me, what I want to do is it's been the last three years now where it's been an injury, injury. It's mainly just been injury. That's the only thing that prevents them from doing it. But at the same time, there's Will Fuller, there's Deshaun Jackson, there's guys that just can't stay healthy. And I always try to look out for those guys. And so I'd be looking to sell at the earliest opportunity, but at the same time, I'm willing to buy someone, buy him at I'm willing to buy him if it's cheap. If someone's freaking out like I was, but I, I, I got Allen Robinson and Tyler Boyd for him. Yeah. And um, I felt comfortable. I felt like those are two solid guys that, um, especially, I, I did the trade the night of uh, the championship game watching Burrow. And I'm like, let me get in on Tyler Boyd right now. Um, but he's so interesting. I'm going to try and buy him for like late first and stuff. I, I see. I wouldn't let him go for less than two first around that value. Yep. Um, I definitely still hang out. If you got a, a player you love in a first, like if, it would be, if I would get like a, a top three or four pick, if someone's willing to do that and a little bit on top of that, I think about it because I love this class as a running back. Um, because he's getting up. It's another year. Um, he's twenty eight next year. If I could get, if I could get a decent, but you're probably not going to get that right now. So you really have to just stay pat and just hope. Um, because yeah, and the reason I did that trade, I looked at it worst case is um, is if OBJ is OBJ again, I can live with it. If because I believe in Allen Robinson, I live in Chicago, I see that guy play football, and he's really fucking good at it. Uh, he he did it with Blake Wallace, and he's doing it with Mr. Bisky. So um, I, I I invested in two players I liked, but at the same time I don't. Is there, if you fish around, you might find somebody. Um, and I'm more comfortable not going the LBJ route. But at the same time, I'd be willing to buy low. So, yeah, he's an interesting guy right now. Yeah, yeah, putting a value on him is definitely tricky. Well, the, I'm glad you mentioned Tyler Boyd, too. Um, I think he's going to get a lot of off-season hype. And he, he's definitely talented, but I, I kind of wanted to throw a couple of numbers at you and get your thoughts. Yeah. Um, so between like Tyler Boyd or Christian Kirk, just raw talent. Who who do you think is more talented, or who do you think is a better I think, receiver? I think, I think I'd go with Kirk. Okay, but but the, the, they're they're probably about the same, right? It, yeah, more or less. Not, so. they're, not, they're they're not special, but they're great. Like they're a little bit above good. They're between good and great. Yeah, and and they might win you some weeks. So then my follow up question is. Uh, between Joe Burrow or Kyler Murray, who do you think is a better quarterback as far as like getting the ball to the receiver? Burrow. Burrow? Burrow's magical, man. Well, as far as getting the – the guy is magic right now. I'm just so interested to see what he does. But at the same time, I agree. Tyler Boyd, I don't see his ceiling ever being – he's just a two. Like he'll always be – he's kind of got this plateau. It's one of the reasons I traded him earlier in the year for Darren Waller. But I'm like, Boyd – He's just a solid two. And even with a better quarterback play, I still don't think it goes up that much. Um, I just think Burrow, I, I, he is, he reminds me of Aaron Rodgers. Yeah. Like, yeah. He, and the way his, his the, what his, his uh, everything that he's got, the way that he moves in the pocket, the way that his accuracy is just un- unreal. I mean, you never, you never know. It can kind of looks great too. So, and that offense, it might be, who knows with the Bengals? Like those are two teams that could be great next year, but at the same time could be mediocre again. 
Yeah. And yeah, I just want this to be a little bit of a, a cautionary tale. I think a lot of the podcasts I was listening to last year, everybody was pounding the table for Christian Kirk because Kyler Murray's coming into town. So I feel like it's kind of a similar situation with, uh, I, I mean, we can assume that Joe Burrow is going to go to the Bengals. Um, and just to, to kind of zoom out a little bit, it, last year, Kirk, he, he did miss three games. Um, but in the in the games that he played, he, he basically played at a pace where he would have had 80 catches for 850 yards and four touchdowns. And that would put him at about wide receiver 30. So kind of like Jameson Crowder or Cole Beasley. So not anybody you're too excited to play. But I, like the league that you and I play in, it's a it's a two a two flex league. So you could plug him into that. Um, but yeah, I think there's going to be a lot of hype for Boyd and uh, not knowing exactly what's going to happen with AJ Green. I think he'll be back. Um, but of course, Burrow can get the ball down the field, so that might open up some stuff for uh, John Ross. And then, of course, um, they've still got a pretty good running back there too. Um, so I, I'm just, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna pump the brakes a little bit on Boyd. Not trying on your parade. I think that was a great trade, especially with you being an Allen Robinson fan. Uh, but I, I predict Boyd will probably finish outside the top top thirty in wide receiver next year. I'm. I'm, I'm happy to hear that, too, because I have a trade on the table, so I'm always trading, you know that, <laughs> with, uh, with Justin. And it's on the table right now. Boyd, the 106, and the 203 for Evan. Ooh, and, um, okay. I, I really shouldn't do it, but it seems like great value. Um, That's the thing. I, I was trying to trade him Landry instead of Boyd. And yeah. um, I think I might end up doing it. It's just a matter of whether I give him Landry or Boyd. Well, what uh, what what do you value Mike Evans at with just picks? Like, if if you had Evans, is he worth three firsts, or what? What's he worth to you? He's he's two and a half to three. Okay, he's oh, he's close to three. I was looking at it today again. There's only a few, a handful of guys I'd rather have. Yep, the guy's been so proven. I looked at it today. He this last couple games, he plays every year. He never gets hurt, and that's another thing I look for in a player is. If he's always on the field, it's nothing better in Dynasty. Because your guys get hurt in Dynasty, you're, you're in trouble. I love Iron Men like Hopkins and Evans, who just never come off the field. So yeah. I definitely put him close to three first. I wouldn't let him go. If I had him, it would take three first for me to move him. Yeah. Um, I know people are worried about Godwin and stuff, but Evans is it's a, it's a, a great offense. The targets might be less, but they're worth more because the offense is great and more scoring opportunities. So yeah. I don't believe in the whole you can't have two guys and whether or not two. Yeah, you're going to have some volatility with that, but you got to live with that. Yeah, and, and he's going to win you weeks, and he's a great contested catch guy. He goes up and gets the ball, and he's got the quarterback that loves to throw those balls, and he's got the, the coach that encourages it. So, yeah, I I agree. Yeah. I think I think three firsts. So I actually did a, a trade right at the end of the year in a different league. And I, I, I got Evans and I'm thinking about letting him go. Cause I have five top 25 wide receivers. So I'm kind of looking to make a move for picks. So I'm trying to get um, everybody else's values. Um, but if you, yeah. if you want, let's uh, let's move on to Danny dimes. I think you might be as big of a fan as dimes as me. How, how good is Danny dimes? Oh, I like watching Danny play. He's a, uh... It's funny how you you just get ragged on it all preseason. I had a chance to buy him, and I just he was a throw in, and I probably should have got him, and I regret it now. And it's like, 
I love that's what I love about rookie seasons is we can say all we want and we just don't know until they get on the field. And that guy can play. He can definitely move and play. Again, he's uh, the size, man. I love guys that are his size and can move. It's such an advantage. My Aaron Rodgers is one of the best ever because it's just such an advantage in so many ways. When you can move like that and you got that accuracy, you can be dangerous. Yeah, I think his his first game when he started against Tampa Bay, I think everybody thought, oh boy, here we go. It's going to be three picks. He's probably going to get sacked. They'll be lucky if they if they uh, put up over 20 points. And that was, that was one of his best performances where he had four touchdowns. Do you know off the top of your head how many games uh, he had four more touchdowns? I think it's three or four. Yeah, it was four. And he only, he only played in 12 games. So one-third of his games, yeah. he's putting up four-plus touchdowns. I think that's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he's there. He, he almost made me Winston-like. And so what? That's great for me. Yeah. Where you're, where you're going to have huge games, and then you're going to have some bad ones in there. But you're going to have those big weeks. Yeah, yeah. Yep, and and I think he did a lot of it too with uh, banged up Saquon and his receivers were kind of in and out. Obviously, Evan Ingram was in and out, but he he did it through, through all those. Yeah, through all, through all that. So I don't necessarily want to call it adversity because I think that gets thrown around a lot. Um, but yeah, he did it through the different challenges that came through. So um, I I think I think it's actually a good use of adversity. Your rookie year there's nothing more. There's no more adversity than your rookie year. <laughs> yeah. But, but, yeah, so he averaged over 250 passing yards, just under 25 rushing yards, but over two total touchdowns a game. So I think he's got a higher floor than Cousins, Rivers, Goff. Um, but he's not being talked about right now. So a lot of people are asking who's a good late-round quarterback. And, of course, yeah. Yeah, we don't, we don't know ADPs right now, but I think, I think I'll be grabbing him in pretty much every league. I'll get him late for sure. And Superflex, I'd be after him. I don't know if you're in any Superflexes. Yeah. Um, yep. I would definitely get after him in a Superflex. Right? If the owner doesn't believe, he might charge too much. Um, but, like, I, I would do – I'm always looking to sometimes find the next QB, trade away one of my good QBs, and get a pick in exchange if I was a guy I believe in. Yeah. Um, I actually – I did a trade with my brother. There were different pieces in the, in the trade, but essentially oh, – yeah. It was uh, Danny Dimes for Sony Michelle. So. Oh wow. Yeah. So that that was that was week that was week two or three. So that was before Sony fell off the cliff. Nicely done. Yeah. Um, but let's let's talk about a player that both of us are excited about. Maybe maybe we'll do some action in the future so you can get him back on your roster. But uh, tell me a little bit about your thoughts on Debo. Um. Debo Samuel is, first of all, fun to watch. He is one of the most fun fun to watch players in the NFL. The way that guy runs, the way that that guy—he's a running back. Yeah. Like when it, when it comes to talent in the league, he's some of the—he's got amazing talent. He is a special player. I have—I'll—I'll um, I'll start with the good. And that's just when you watch him. I believe in the eye test more than anything in football and in any sport. Because I have to just their watch and um and that's why guys like him can give me tricks and then i re- realized like okay so what what is Devo? what can Devo be and the target share is kind of is a little scary and there are and his drops are scared there's 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 red flags with him as far as like what i think his ceiling can be um because of that offense 
it's almost like Patriot-like in a way where there's, I mean, there's Kittle, and then it's like, uh, who else are you going to bet on? Like, it's a great offense, but at the same time, they're run first. Um, and so, like, I looked at his target share, and he's a rookie, too, so that, that's definitely, especially with Sanders, and the more familiar he is with everything, the better he gets, the more targets he gets. I would definitely be buying him right now because I, I think of him in the way I look at target shares, the same reason I bought Tyler Lockett this year before the year. I'm like, he might get less targets, but those targets are more valuable. Like, they are coming from Russell Wilson, and their connection is unbelievable. And he is like Tyreek Hill. Everyone was worried about when Tyreek Hill came out. Like, he doesn't get enough targets, this and that. The guy is such a playmaker that he won't need as many as everybody else because of how special he is after the, like the fact that they give him the ball so much running too. Yeah. Yep. I, I couldn't agree more with the, uh, the eye test you, you brought up. That's when, when uh, you and I did one of those startup leagues uh, a couple of years ago, I, I reached on Calvin Ridley a little bit, his, his rookie season, he really hadn't proved anything at all. He had just been drafted. Um, but when I watched his film, I just, I just thought he's a guy that can operate um, and, and get, get open uh, get open in zone and obviously uh, beat guys deep. Uh, and that's what I saw with Debo too. So that's why I was excited to to get him. And to your point, uh, he did average 14 yards a catch and just over 11 yards a carry. And what I like about those numbers is all three of his rushing touchdowns came after week seven. Um, and he went from three total carries the first seven games to 11 for the remainder of the season. So that just shows they just want to give him the ball. And like you said, he's a running back, so they're getting him more running back touches. Uh, he had those three rushing touchdowns in the second half of the year, and he's proven to be a reliable pass catcher with multiple games over 100 yards, multiple games with eight catches. Um, and I don't think that's going to stop with teams continuing to focus on Kittle. So I think I think the best is yet to come for him. Yeah, he's, he's going to be so interesting to watch. Um there's, I think with him, you're going to have it just like you have with some offenses. You're going to have these bad games when, the, when their defense – it's bad when their defense is good for Debo. And when their defense is playing great and they look good because they got really healthy last week, and that's why Debo had a little bit of an off game, if they need to throw, he's going to light it up. But if they don't need to and they're dominating the game, you're going to get some duds. And that's okay. That's, that's the wide receiver position in general. You're going you're gonna to have that a lot. It's a little, it actually, it's like, that's what I'm saying. But little, I'm being nitpicking about it. Um, when I talk about the drops and I talk about the targets and everything else, <laughs> about them being a running team and this, the talent is obvious. So those are other things that I just, I'm concerned about and why I'm trying not to go crazy for him. But he is definitely a buy. I'd spend, I, I, like, the one, if I could get him for, like, the 107, or like a late first right now, I'd probably do it. And um, I'd go up to probably about the 107 is what I'd spend on him. All right. If well, I needed a receiver. I'm usually stacked. I'm stacked at receiver. I believe in receivers. So I usually I usually don't just go buy receivers straight up for picks, but I usually have them. I yeah. usually try to upgrade the studs. Um, but, yeah, Debo Samuel. Yeah, that yeah, that's a good strategy to try to always be upgrading that wide receiver because I I learned that pretty pretty quickly. If you don't have a couple of good wide receivers, especially in a half point or full point league, you you're just gonna get behind the eight ball immediately. A- after some Thursday night football games, you're gonna be projected to be down by twenty five plus if if you don't have a couple of 
um, guys you can rely on. So that's a good point as well. Well, let me get you out of here on one last question. Uh, who do you have on your baby monitor on your, your rookie monitor? Who's, who's somebody young that you're, you're just, you're just a believer in them and, and you're not going to let them go yet. Um, right now it's, it's Hollywood Brown. It is. He's my baby. He okay. looks like a little baby. He's so <laughs> tiny. He's, I, like part of me wants to sell him because of that. I really, I'm usually not into the John Ross, like deep ball type guys, but he seems like more. I worry about it. Again, him getting hurt, but I think this year he came into the year and they kind of rushed him back a little bit. And he had a foot injury. Foot injuries take time, especially for a receiver and a speed receiver. He had a foot injury all year, playing through injury. You could tell. He's always on the injury report, not practicing. And you just know, based on what any doctor will tell you from that kind of surgery, it takes a year to heal. And that offense, we haven't even seen what it can do yet. Like when teams are going to start scheming a lot more to stop Lamar. And just seeing how wide open guys are on that team when they do throw the ball. It's unbelievable. And you saw his flashes throughout the year where he should have had a three-touchdown game. He ended up dropping one in the end zone. But uh, he could be easily be a 10-touchdown guy um, next year if he comes back fully healthy in that offense. So he's someone, again, it would take at least the first for me to move him. Um, people might be sleeping on him again because when guys don't produce and um, they don't see a target share and stuff, they can go away. But he's another guy that just passes the eye test where it's like, wow, that guy is lighting in a bottle. Yeah, and I, th- I think a lot of people that have Hollywood, they're they're probably pretty excited to have him too. Um, wh- where do you, if you had to predict, where do you think he ends the 2020 season? Do you think he can end as a wide receiver one? Uh, I, I, it's possible. It really is. I, I would definitely not bet on it to happen. Um, but I'd say there's a, a 18% chance of that happening. Um, if things go right, he stays healthy, and uh, they really he gets a solid six. I think to be in that range, he would only need like eight targets a game, seven to eight. If he starts getting that, um, again, it's like Ty- Tyreek Hill, Tyler Lockett, these kind of guys who don't get those targets, but they end up having a lot of um, just big plays. He's He could fit into that kind of mold and, and could definitely sneak in. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm looking at his numbers right now. He just had a handful of games. I think just two games with more than four catches. So I agree. He ended the season as a wide receiver 46. So uh, what's what's the highest you think he could end, end the year at realistically? Could he could he break that top 20? Um, I mean, yeah, I think he definitely could. I'd say it's 50-50 that he breaks the top 20. Um, and... The thing is, his range of outcomes is, is, again, huge. I think it could definitely be terrible and be the same as this year. Who knows? Um, but, again, it's just something I'm willing to bet that uh, it's probably on the other half. So I go, I go 51, 49%. <laughs> All right. So so top, top 24 is safe, right? Yeah, I definitely think. I think it'll be volatile, and you might not even enjoy it. Um, but... That he'll definitely he could finish there for sure. Yeah, yeah, we've seen guys like Deshaun Jackson do that before. So, yeah, I, I'm with you. I, I got my eye on him too. Um, I was actually born in Hollywood, Florida, as well, just like Hollywood Brown. Right. Um, so I've I've got some ties to him. I feel like that almost makes me 
uh, an NFL player or something too, but I, I just don't have the crazy cousin like he does. Um, but yeah, I think you, uh, these podcasts right now, they can't go over 30 minutes. So we're going to wrap up. Do, do you know how we close out the episodes? You got to say, keep it flexy. You think, you think you can do that? Oh, I can definitely say keep it flexy. All right. Keep it flexy. All right.